Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the Watt. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Josh is a good player. I think we all know that. Um, and he's worked hard on his situation um, and making sure it was right. He's been reinstated by the league, which I thought was important, an important step. <clears throat> and um, and so we welcome him aboard. Um, he'll be working on the practice squad and doing, uh, you know, seeing where he's at football-wise. So um, nothing immediate, but we'll just see. See where he's at and what he what he can do. We get enough routes ran throughout the week where I'll be able to kind of start building that chemistry with him, and I'm sure they'll kind of incorporate him with a, a couple a couple roles in the offense as the season goes on and as we get him up to speed. And uh, we'll see where that takes us. I mean, you don't really know until you get out there and do it. But uh, I'm, I'm excited for the opportunity to do it. Chiefs coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes on adding Josh Gordon. Great to see Coach Reid back to work after the health scare that he had Seriously. over the weekend. Sounds like it was all precautionary, but still, you want to be sure, you want to be ready, and he is off and running this week Way as go, he coach. gets ready to return to Philadelphia. Yeah. Another sneaky great game. Uh-huh. Andy Reid back in Philly for only the second time since he was fired by the Eagles after the 2012 season. I'm sure that in hindsight they wish maybe they had stuck with Andy Reid, although they did win a Super Bowl somehow is the appropriate word to use there when we look at where they are right now. Um, Josh Gordon, big receiver, even when he's covered, he's not covered. What can he bring to the Kansas City offense, Chris? Well, I, I think it's just that. You know, it's it's a, a size presence as far as they don't really have a big receiver on their roster. You know, so yeah, okay, teams are playing us man-to-man. Maybe they're doubling Tyree Kill. Here's a guy that we're down in the red zone, and hey, it's third and, se- third and goal from the seven-yard line, and we can throw a back shoulder or a jump ball to him. Let alone he, you know, last we saw him, he still has enough speed to kind of scare you deep and, and do that, you know, type of, uh, has that type of skill set for an offense. So, you know, I, I think they're a little thin adept at that position altogether or guys they can really trust. 
And hey, a big body receiver, there's certainly a time for that over the middle, you know, third and four. Let me throw a slant in there. Okay, the cover, they're covering us good, but it doesn't matter with a big guy like Josh Gordon. I think that's what he brings to their offense more than anything. He's still only on the practice squad. Yeah. And all all the hype and the pomp and circumstance of his return to the NFL, that was obscured. They have not made him part of the active roster yet. They could call him up. Every team's allowed to bring up two guys per week to make that 53-man roster a 55-man roster. But, 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 you know, somebody else could snatch him off of that practice squad if he's inclined to go. He's fair game. There's protections that are allowed. A certain small handful of players can be protected. That's one of the COVID twists. But... Uh, you know, we'll see if he gets on the field and when he gets on the field. And hey, Josh Gordon, unlimited potential in 2013. I've told you this before, but to the extent anyone out there hasn't heard it, 2013, his second year in the NFL, he played in 14 games. He had a revolving door of crap at quarterback, all due respect. He had more yards in 14 games than Terrell Owens or Randy Moss ever had in a full season in their careers. Oh, it's, it's amazing to me. It is. It's 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 gonna. It, it's one of those cases again. You know, listen, I know we all got our demons. We got to battle through things, but it, it is one of those what if, what if moments. I know, I think in 2014, I went to Cleveland Browns training camp and saw him in person and just could not get over. I think it was 2013, 2014, somewhere there, but I was in shock. I mean, he's just an enormous man, first off, an enormous. You're like, is that a receiver or an NBA power forward down there? And then when you see him run and how quick his feet were, yes. He had Randy Moss, Terrell Owens-type talent to take over and, and really be one of the greatest receivers ever. And of course, he's, he's had some issues to deal with. The, 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 the bottom line is, and we don't have time to fully elaborate on this here, I continue to have a problem about the NFL's insistence on policing the private lives of players when it comes to substances that are not PEDs. Whether it's marijuana or other street drugs, the league shouldn't care. It has cared. It does care. And I know you got to follow the rules, whatever the rules may be. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that the league has deprived us, the fans, and itself of having highly talented players because of their use of marijuana, possibly for mental health reasons, possibly for physical health and pain management reasons, whatever other substances. They're not PEDs. It really shouldn't matter. And if the guy can show up, punch the clock, and perform, that's all that should matter. I'm that's with you I'm there, Mike. I'm with you there. And I, you know, I, you hear a lot of backlash from fans when you say that stuff sometimes. Where you just, and you just want to go, why? I know. I want to go, there's way more important institutions to our world and our country where that doesn't happen. I mean, damn, like I've said before, you drug test Wall Street, see what the hell happens. Like, you're going to have half of them be not working on Wall Street anymore. You know, I mean, there's all sorts of lawyers, doctors, whatever, who are dabbling in some free, you know, free time substance abuse, like you're saying. But we're not, but football players, we're going to hold them to the strictest damn thing we've ever seen before. You know, that's ridiculous. The drug testing policy was the strictest in the country, in the world. I mean, it really was at one point. It's finally loosening up, and that's good. Every once in a while, I'll have somebody make the argument that it's a safety issue. Well, you know who's never made that argument? The NFL has never made that argument. So don't make their arguments for them. It's not a safety issue. Look, the NFL is a meritocracy. If you're not getting it done, your ass is on the bench. And if you're not good enough to even be on the bench, your ass is off the team. And if you're showing up impaired, but you're still one of the best players in the NFL— Nobody gives Why a does damn. it matter? Right. The coaches don't matter? care. Right. Nobody cares. Right. I'm Trust me, I played with some players that were impaired a lot. And I'm telling you, they were better impaired than they were when they were not.
I'm just telling you. They were in a better, better mental frame of mind, and they were better like that to deal with the pressures or whatever else. Of course, a lot of guys in the NFL have come from horror story back backstories of their lives as well. So there's a lot more there to it. And of course, yeah, they're young young people too. So they're, they're, it's, a, it's a very deep subject for sure. I'm with you, Mike. And one last point, the sad part of this, when they agreed in 2020 to relax the substance abuse policy as part of the new CBA, guys who were on that suspended status due to multiple prior violations and had been gone for at least a year and had to get reinstated, there was no allowance made for them, whether it's Martavis Bryant, Josh Gordon, Alden Smith, remember Justin Blackman, there'd been some news earlier this year about him maybe trying to come back. Those guys didn't get a clean slate. They should have gotten a clean slate. It should have been uh, amnesty day and bring everyone back. And we start from square one with this new beginning and it didn't happen. Hopefully Josh Gordon gets a chance, a fair chance to stick around and it won't be two weeks from now. He's gone again because the NFL decides for whatever reason that, uh, you know, even though it's not a PED, they're not going to keep him in the league. All right. We, we promised we'd get to this and when we need to Matt Nagy bears head coach from yesterday, explaining the struggles the team's having on offense, explaining the struggles that Justin Fields is having, and also who's going to be calling plays when Sunday rolls around and the Lions come to town. Here he is. The criticism's fair. I, I go back to, to, uh, to, to, again, last to the game. And, again, the more you're in it, the more you see it. you got to move on, but you also got to accept it. That's what I'm going to do moving forward. He's going to have a lot of different games in his career, and that one was a rough one, and and I put that on me. That that that's that's on me for why that went that way, and I'm gonna I got to learn from that, and we got to learn from that. But that's, we I think we have some answers, which is good. I appreciate the candor on one hand. On the other hand, there really wasn't anything else he could say. It, it's very easy to come off as self-aware. When you are aware that you're only going to make it worse if you try to push back. Yeah. Everyone's aware of that. It looked like crap. So, and it's, there's, <laughs> it's hard to deny it. So yeah, you got to kind of accept it. I, I mean, yeah, I'll give them credit for that, but I just feel like what, have we seen this press conference three years in a row now? I mean, it's, it's every year. It's the same thing. I mean, it's okay. So what do we, now we're going to think about Bill Lazor calling the plays for a week Offense probably won't play good again this week. And then they're going to go, oh, Bill, yeah, we're going to switch play callers. Bill Lazor's going to do it. So I, I don't know. Again, yeah, they got issues on that side of the ball, big time. I know there's some personnel issues, but there's, there's schematical issues that jump out more than anything. He was the coach of the year in 2018. They've been to the playoffs two out of three years. That's yeah. what's astounding. To I me. know. Well, they have a Super it, Bowl defense. How, They've had a Super Bowl defense good for three be. years. I know. Think I know. of how good they'd be if the offense yes. could even you know significantly match right. the defense. Right. It's it's a, it's been a Super Bowl defense all three years there. All they've needed is just average offense, top twelve, top fifteen offense, and they'd be a pain in the butt. But yeah, they've missed that window and never really got the offense rolling. And uh, I mean, now it's I don't know who's playing who's playing quarterback for them this week. Dalton Foles. Who else? They want to call me up. I mean, I, I don't know where it's going. No, uh, but we know that one thing I know for they're sure. Not they're me. not calling you. Damn it.
Damn it. I, I don't want to play Fields in that offense anyways. <laughs> has a hand injury. He fully participated in practice on Wednesday. Andy Dalton limited with that knee injury that goes back a week and a half. So I won't be surprised if it's Fields again. If you improve the game plan a little bit, they should be able to beat the Lions. The the forecast is now up to 99% chance of rain, Uh-oh. which is very helpful when it comes to playing defense against Jared Goff uh, yeah. and his propensity to drop the football because of his hand size. I'm not going to say he's got tiny little baby hands like I did last night on PFTPM. I was just but doing just that to get, it. to get Miles Simmons a little bit riled up. I didn't say it. I said I'm not going to say it. I said it yesterday. Well, I'm not going to say today that he has tiny little baby hands. Okay, fine. Yeah. You didn't say it, but you told everybody you said it yesterday, so it's out there. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right, though. I mean, listen, it's Detroit, golf, you know, golf and bad weather, cold weather. That's always been a thought, you know, when they were when he was playing for the Rams. So we'll see. But and it's not just the hands. Explain it. Explain why what? it's not. It's the hands plus. It's what the else? hands plus that long motion we see. So when you have that real long motion, like you're almost throwing a baseball, that makes it even, you know, it, it just it accentuates it even more, like we saw in the Green Bay game. You know, I think we showed that replay then when he, you know, just the ball is so far away from his body and the way he takes it away that, yeah, it's a then an abrupt motion to come back up to try to throw it. And, and yeah. out comes the ball. And out comes the ball. If and you that's don't what have happened in Green Bay. Exactly right. Yeah. So so we'll see. Yep. I mean, I would. Detroit's played everybody close. So we'll see how this one goes. I think they're going to be slugging it out with Chicago on Sunday. I do think that. I think it will be Justin Fields on Sunday uh, at Soldier Field and, and all the other stuff going on with the Bears about whether or not they're going to build a stadium in Arlington Heights. I, I assume that's a fairly big deal in Chicago. I know it's a big deal in Chicago. I'm on the score twice a week. I was on Man. there yesterday. Their their sister station that's all news had me on yesterday afternoon to talk about the stadium situation. You know, the idea that you've got this downtown venue that's been there forever. And, and, and it's like people in Chicago are stunned by the concept that that some football stadiums are actually a half hour away from downtown. Yeah, a lot of them All are. All of them are for it's the like most part. It's like this is some new dynamic uh. that people in Chicago can't process. That they're going to have to get in a car and drive for a half hour. Well, that's the great thing about the stadium. First off, it's one of my favorite stadiums in football. The old shell of the old stadium. And then it looks like a spaceship on the inside. And then you could see, you know, the view of the city from the field and in the stadium. I mean, it really is one of my favorite places to be in all of football. And of course, the Bears fans are amazing. So I, that would that would hurt my heart to see them leave that stadium and go somewhere else because I, I I love being there. I, I remember when we were there for the Week One game two years ago, right. Packers Bears to start the 100th season. It wasn't the Super Bowl champion. They pivoted away from that for a season. I remember being in that city walking around. I remember being in that stadium. This was more of a feeling I had the day before the game when we were there for rehearsals and whatnot. I remember thinking, how is this team ever any worse than 12-4? and four? <laughs> it, it feels like Pittsburgh of the Midwest. Sure. It does. Right. And I mean that in You're a great right. way. Right. It's, it, and it's, it's like the entire infrastructure is there for the fans to be rabid for the football to be good, I'm astounded that in that stadium, in that city, the Bears haven't been better since that run of greatness in the mid-80s that we saw. It really is amazing to me because it seems like everything is set up 
for the Bears to be a great team every year. It, it does. I mean, it, it is. It's it, To me, it's it's one of the best jobs in sports. I mean, if I'm a coach that's coming available, I mean, that's one of those places you, you'd want to go because of all the what you said. And, you know, it's just there, there's there's a lot to be accomplished. Or I mean, you could really be a, a, you know, a god, a superhero in that city if you could turn around that organization and make them like a perennial winner. Uh, but I hear you, Mike. You're right. I mean, there's there's a lot of things to love about Chicago and, and that Bears infrastructure. And before we take a break, let's call it like it is, because one of the things I love about covering the NFL, you've got these billion dollar businesses, high level technical skills as it relates to identifying the right players and putting together offensive and defensive schemes and the training strategies and the 12 month a year obsession that the great coaches and general managers have. And then you have the teams ultimately owned by monarchies. There are many monarchies. And this traces back to George Hallis and Virginia McCaskey now closing in on 100. And her children have had different involvement over time. And, you know, when, when you pass a business from generation to generation, eventually you're going to encounter a generation that doesn't really know what it's doing. And what do you do? Well, maybe you have a team and I mean this with as much respect as I can muster. Maybe you have a team that is in a city, in a stadium, where all indications objectively when you visit are this team should be 12-4 and four every year. What is it that's causing it to go haywire? And that's why I say if Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace go this time, Ted Phillips finally needs to go too because he's been the guy hiring Phil Emery and Mark Tressman. Are you kidding me? That's just an example of two of the hires that Phillips has made. At yeah. some point, they got to clean out and they got to start over. Yeah, if I, they're going to do it, there. if they if they're going to partially clean out yeah. this time, they got to totally clean out. I hear this you. time. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that. Let's take a break. Some prop bets for Thursday night football. Week four begins in about 12 hours. We'll be back with those right after this. talking i'm talking and we're talking and we're talking and we've got a show and we're talking so you were married in 1994 what was the billboard number one song that year well, well it was four years too late for ice ice baby <laughs> we did not plan this to twinsies do black shirt twinsies. although i did i don't know if i should feel proud that i'm more liked than the UK than I am in America or not? We both are. Simsisms. Now he's going to have to uh, reap, reap uh, the repercussions here. Freudian slip. How the hell do you say that word? How the hell do you say that? Freudian Freudian. Slip. Freudian. 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 I'm a Freud idiot, but I'm trying to Freudian, okay? <laughs> and it just speaks to, again, to the trustability of Mac Jones. I don't know if that's a real word or not, I but have we're going to go with it. Chris Sims, <laughs> accidental scholar. I think the it search is. has already begun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could file Chris Sims under tough but dumb. I'm just a dumb blonde from New Jersey. You complete me. The angrier he gets, the more he looks like Boss Baby. It is 67 degrees in my studio. And you're an they caught me being an idiot. I don't know what I was thinking doing that. Sorry, we got a helicopter. I'm doing a show here. Get out of here. Brady, I mean, whoa, they turned the lights off. Okay, hey, we're still running a show here. 
But that that was a double gut punch. Um, and, somebody uh, just turned the lights uh, out off on me. You see me over here? Well, I mean, literally, Chris, I'm here. Is, uh, this is good TV. People might enjoy this better. I could see the look in your eye. You looked at the camera, and you're thinking, swamp ass, swamp ass, swamp ass. Act like I know what I'm doing. Act like I know what I'm doing. That's why John Harbaugh has been the head coach of the Baltimore uh-huh. Ravens since 2008. Moments like that makes me want to get up out of my chair, go run into a wall and bounce off of it and bust my ass and land on the floor. Shim shimini, shim shimini, shim shim shiroo. I does what I likes and I likes what I do. Wait, what's that from? Is that Mary Poppins? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be trying that anytime soon. Certainly not. Doctor says I need a bacchiotomy. Magadavlorio. Bop-a-de-boop. 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 Best of September. September's already over. The Damn. final day of crazy. September. Way to go, oh, EJ. Week four upon us. Yes, well done. Well EJ done. Gentile. Kill, uh, killing it. Killing it. Man with the small head. Not not him. You. You're the man with the <laughs> thank, small head. Thank you. That thank video you. was tweeted, and I just retweeted it to make sure everybody understands that oh, five-year-old great. Eleanor from Sunderland, England, is very concerned about your small head. Little does she know that it is massive and gigantic. <laughs> All right. Some props for tonight. Let's get through these as quickly as we can. Yeah. Joe Burrow, over under 246.5 passing yards. What do you got? I'm going to go over here. Jacksonville can stop the run. They got some big people up front. So I'm going to go over. I I mean, not that I think it's going to be an absolute air show, but I I think that Cincinnati will have to throw the ball to move the ball on the Jaguars tonight. I agree with you, although they got Joe Mixon, who's been very good so far this year. They could have a little more balance. Yeah. They could grind it out, but I think they're going to find some big plays. I think Jamar Chase is going to continue his incredible run, youngest player in league history to have four touchdown receptions in his first three NFL games. the ball. Trevor Lawrence. It's a bust. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, I, but he, he didn't catch the I ball know, in the preseason. He's the one that talked about how the ball, it's hard to say. Like, people are like, I made that up. Like, he's the one who said, said it. He it. just I reacted know. to what he said. I know. And Sorry. I'm just him, being he's turned it around. Yeah, I'm just being silly. I know. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Trevor Lawrence, over under 250.5 passing yards. I'm going to go negative ghost rider on that one. I'm going to say under there. I, I don't think that'll happen. Uh, since he's pass rush, better than I would have thought. And I think they have a pretty damn good secondary. I mean, they got two really good safeties and Bell and, and Bates is, I think, one of the better safeties in all of football. Corners are damn good, too. So I'm going to go under. I'm going to go over because I think they're going to get blown out and they're okay. going to be passing the ball all over the place late in the game. It's going to be it's going to be like an old school Blake Bortles stat padding uh-oh, game. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're down by 30, but I'll check it down 74 times here late in the game and get an extra 300 yards and everybody will go, "Look, Blake Bortles was pretty good that game. It wasn't his fault." <laughs> Where is Blake Bortles now? I don't know, watching us right now. Is he even TV. on a practice squad? I don't or? think so. Anyway, he's watching right. us. Uh, Joe Mixon, over under 86 and a half rushing yards. What do you got? I, I, I'm going to go with the under because just kind of what I said. I mean, you know, it's scary. Like you said, he's super talented. Their O-line play is better. But Jacksonville, like I said, has got some big people to where I just think they're going to run it. They'll keep you honest, Cincinnati, but I think they're going to make their bones tonight, you know, throwing the ball. Yeah, I, I agree, uh, but uh, under, but just under. Jamar Chase over under sixty five and a half receiving yards. I'm going over. On I'm that. going over too. Yes, I am. He just he's going to have one big play tonight. That might be sixty five on one play. Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, an, an overlooked 
reunion game with all the Brady Patriots talk. Marvin Jones Jr. became a very good receiver in Cincinnati, went to Detroit now in Jacksonville. His over-under is 67 and a half receiving yards. What do you think? I'll go... I'll go under. I mean, he's scary because he does still have big playability, definitely. But I'm going to go under there. Yeah, I'll go under. I'll go over for the same reason that we discussed that Trevor Lawrence is going to have a Blake Bortles game because they'll they'll have plenty of time to throw the ball and get the ball down the field when they're when they're down significantly. Over under tonight total points forty six. Ooh, I'll go under. I'm going to take the under here tonight. I'm going to go over. I think it'll be over. That which means that when it's time for our Mega Picks podcast, I I better make sure that I have a score that adds up to more than forty six points. Yes. But I think it'll be over. I hope it'll be over. And, and it's it is weird. We've seen so many games this year where the scoring is kind of slow and sputtery in the first half, and then it just takes off in the second half. I I just feel like it that's could happen. happen again I hear tonight. that. I hear All you. Right. Let's take a break. We're going to do our traditional Thursday in-season draft of the best matchups for the weekend to come. We'll do that when PFT Live continues right after this. Jesse Bates is out tonight, too. I was wrong. He's not playing. Say best in the game. You think he's playing better than any quarterback in the NFL now? Yes. 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 Yeah, you kind of elaborate on that. That's a strong statement. That's a statement. And it don't, like, that's how I feel. Like, you know, I, that's how I feel about my quarterback. That's my quarterback. How do you feel about Cook your quarterback, Mike? For Kirk Cousins. <laughs> he loves him. He loves him not. He's played well. He's he played has. well. He really There's all that ugliness during training camp about the – vaccination position and he missed five days because of close contact with Kellen Mond who tested positive and isn't vaccinated and that was all kind of a mess and you know that continues to hover and we see it in pockets it hasn't been widespread fortunately but we see it in pockets and hasn't happened to a quarterback yet but it still could could happen any day because you're tested every day if you're not vaccinated but Cousins has been extremely good Big matchup this weekend as the Browns go to Minnesota to try uh, to get to 3-1. and one. The Vikings try to get to 2-2. Two and two. Let's do our matchups draft for week four. Chris, I'll give you the first pick. All right. Well, um, mm, last I've heard, there's this game in New England. I mean, I'm going to go with, you know, low-hanging fruit here. I mean, yeah, Belichick versus Brady, of course. Yeah, I want to see what Bill Belichick has in store for the Tampa, you know, Tampa offense. What, you know, Arians, Leftwich does. You know, can can he play with Brady's mind a little bit and go, you know, you talked about like, you know, I would think they're going to have to change some of their signals and checks to a degree. Maybe they'll say some things that were old checks that mean something new. I think that's kind of something I'm looking forward to, to see if maybe they catch Brady by surprise with a few things here and there. So that's certainly the matchup of the week for me. That one should have been removed from the pool this I know. week. That one's a given. That's the one we talk about all week long. Brady and Belichick together again. Who has the advantage? Is it Brady because of how well he knows Belichick? Is it Belichick because of how well he knows Brady? But obviously, we should just rename it the Brady-Belichick matchup draft every week because this is the ultimate. Uh, for me, I, I, I'm i going to go with Dak Prescott against that Panthers defense. Yeah. Because Prescott has been as good as any quarterback in the NFL so far this season. The Panthers' defense has been as good as any in the NFL so far this season, even though they haven't gotten the proper praise for it. Something's got to give. Can Prescott continue his mastery of whatever defenses have been in front of him? I think he can. 
but I think it's a real test. And and uh, you, you want to stay two-dimensional. You want to have balance from Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard in the run game. So Dak isn't throwing it 58 times, but I want to see what he can do against that defense. Yeah, I'm with you. That was definitely one I had written down as well. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a special showdown. That Panthers defense is real. And yeah, like you said, the Prescott and their offense is real too in, in all categories. So good one. Um, man, I'm going to go to Stefanski versus Zimmer. Uh, I, that to me is kind of like uh, kind of a cool matchup. I mean, yeah, it's it's old offensive coordinator Stefanski going against you know the guy that you know was was his boss, his, the head coach. I want to see what Zimmer can do to slow down that Browns run game. I mean, the Browns are special running the ball, like we know. They got Bill Callahan as the offensive line coach. He's as good as it gets. But I also like I don't know, Mike, and maybe maybe you know better than me. I just got the feel at the end of the Stefanski era in Minnesota that like Zimmer was sick of him or had enough or. I don't know. I just got that sense. I could be totally wrong. I have no inside info there, but I think that adds to the matchup too. Stefanski was with the Vikings from 2006. He arrived when Brad Childress was hired as the head coach. He survived through 2019. That in and of itself is amazing. amazing. With all the coaching changes they had, all the ups and downs and highs and lows, he never got fired. He always rose and he became the offensive coordinator and did well enough that he became the coach of the Cleveland Browns I I Stefanski I think very diplomatic and tactful would never say what he really thinks but I'm sure he would love nothing more than to go back there and beat the Vikings it's not going to be an easy one uh and I'm struggling with who I'm going to pick in that one Chris we'll do our mega picks podcast later this morning where we have to make our pick that one is the toughest one of the week for me how about Andy Reid versus the bro coach Nick Sirianni. Yeah, back. I, I mean, re- re- really, it's I, and I, I like Sirianni. I do, but how different could two coaches ever be than Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni? Mm-hmm. I really, I both likable in their own way, but two completely different styles. And you got Reid going back to Philly. We mentioned that earlier in the show, only for the second time since he was fired by the team. That that's a hell of a matchup, and the Eagles starting to inch toward desperation, but the Chiefs are too. They are. I mean, they're both one and two. I that's know. what's stunning about this. It is. It's it's uh, definitely. I mean, there's there's a lot of dynamics to this game, and and you know one of the things I wrote down, Mike, was actually the Chiefs versus themselves, just because like they've just hey, it's 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 you guys stop messing it up. I mean, are, you, are we going to mess it up again this week in a big situation? You know, I don't know, but you know, history tells us, like you've said many times, this is a week where the Chiefs all of a sudden things get tight again, and they buckle down and get the focus, like you've talked about, and you know, we might see the best version of them. And and I I don't know why. And it's forty-one to ten, and yeah. it's a blowout, and you don't have to worry about what happens late in the game because it's over by then. I that, I mean, so. I I certainly could see it going that way. I I do. Uh, all right. Before could. you pick your next one, let's take a break. Cool. Let's do round three because we're up against it. When we return and wrap up this Thursday edition of PFT Live, we'll wrap up the matchup draft. We'll be right back. All right, round three. Chris, who do you have? Well, I'm going to go Kyler Murray versus the Rams front. Um, because, And I say that because the Rams have had answers for the, the Cardinals the, you know, in the Kyler Murray era. And Kyler Murray, if you look back at it, has not been able to run or scramble at all against this defense. You know, they, they were built to stop Russell Wilson, the Rams defense, and just 
you know, oh, they got Kyler Murray now. It's perfect. We can stop him too. But Floyd Donald, Aaron Donald has said that. Right. Aaron Donald has said that. They he has no said that. You know, it's not the same challenge. Yes. Yeah. Because they're used to chasing around Russell Wilson. Right. So I mean, they, they have. So Kyler, I, I look at Kyler Murray as like he, he's got to he's got to make a few plays in this game off schedule or show some of the similar magic he'd be seeing a week in week out ba- basis uh, from him. I've got two I can go with. I'm going to start with the Packers defensive line against the Steelers offensive line because if that offensive line in Pittsburgh does not start playing better soon, it is going to be over for Ben Roethlisberger. Ed Bouchette had a great item yesterday in The Athletic about the similarities between Roethlisberger and Y.A. Tittle in 1964 and that iconic photo of that battered and broken and bloodied Y.A. Tittle happened after week two in Pittsburgh. In 1964 at Pitt Stadium, so they better they better step up with that offensive line, Chris, or or it's going to be over soon. Yeah, definitely. Offensive line's got to, and then he's got to step up and just be smarter with the ball and sometimes holding the ball too long. You know, again, I think last one, last one. Yeah, I got one more. We got okay, we're almost off the air. Do it. But it's Jared Goff versus the Elements because the tiny little. <laughs> I thought you weren't going to say it. I thought you said it enough last night. I didn't BFTCF. say it. I did it last night. I'm not doing it today. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Treat Dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts Dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make Dad's day with gifts up to 60% off. There are two things that are absolutely true. Grandma loves you, and she would never say no to McDonald's. So treat yourself to a Grandma McFlurry with your order today. It's what Grandma would want. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's for a limited time.